This is Locker Room Talk with Jatem Young. I'm your boy. I'm your host, Jatem Young, Chicago legend, Mr. Wildcat, Mr. Northwestern, Hall of Fame, Westside Great. It's March Madness. A lot to talk about in basketball. Let's jump right into the show. Well, in NBA news, LeBron James came out of All-Star Weekend and said he is in playoff mode. Well, the rest of the Western Conference begged the difference. The Los Angeles Lakers can't seem to win a game. One game got so bad that when Rajon Rondo came out the game, he didn't even sit with the team. He sat with the fans. And the, the, the rest of the team was at the end of the bench, like on the other end of the road. Talk about dysfunction. Brandon Ingram went to Twitter, went to social media, and said he wanted out. You got Snoop Dogg calling the Los Angeles Lakers trash. And then Snoop even went a step further and said that they need to put uh, them bums on the slave ship and ship them out of LA because it's not the Laker way. Maybe Snoop did go a little bit too far in his comments, but I understand that Snoop is frustrated with the Los Angeles Lakers as well. A few journalists in LA feel that LeBron needs to just go back to Cleveland because he's tearing up the, the I guess the young talents that the Los Angeles Lakers and the pieces they've drafted to build for the future. Also sticking with the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James surpassed Michael Jordan. LeBron now is the fourth leading scorer in NBA history. Kareem number one, Carmelo number two, Kobe number three, and now LeBron is number four, surpassing Michael Jordan. LeBron was very emotional um, during the game when he passed. Michael Jordan, he went on to talk about how um, he always wanted to be like Mike and to eclipse Jordan is a great accomplishment for him because Jordan was his motivation and his driving force, his inspiration behind being one of the greatest players ever to play the basketball game. Also in NBA news, it is coming down to March where teams are trying to position themselves for the playoffs. 
Sacramento, one game behind. The Clippers, one game. The Clippers in the AFC. In the East, it's the same thing. You got Charlotte competing. Miami Heat competing. So, whether you're at the bottom half or you're at the top half, the NBA is it has gotten more competitive a little bit earlier. You know, usually around April, but like they started now in March. The MVP talk. Giannis Antetokounmpo leading the MVP votes. Front runner for the NBA Player of the Year. Most valuable player. Paul George, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right now he's in second. Some people might say he's in third. And then James Harden with what he's been doing this year also in the conversation for most valuable player I'm so happy that the NBA has decided to make the award show at the end so that way it gives voters a chance to see the body of work that the guys are putting in um, throughout the season throughout the playoffs The Golden State Warriors, um, Clay Thompson was injured, set out. Golden State lost a couple games. Um, Golden State faced Denver yesterday, and um, seeing Clay back was was just a spark for the team. Boogie Cousins. A lot of people are. It's a lot of mixed emotions about Boogie Cousins because he's such a talent offensively. Um, the game that they lost to Boston, he uh, Boston put him in a lot of pick and rolls and he wasn't able to defend the Boston Celtics. Now, obviously, Klay Thompson didn't play, but the Celtics were able to be extremely successful in Golden State. Cousins looked a lot better against Denver. Jokic, obviously, um, in the Western Conference, a lot of teams have those traditional big men. You got Jokic. You got LaMarcus Aldridge. So you got guys that Boogie Cousins will tip the scale towards Golden State against. You got Capella in Houston. When we play against teams like the Celtics, who can pretty much play Al Horford with four guards, it makes it a little challenging for Boogie Cousins defensively. And as Steve Kerr is 
watching the guys play and develop throughout the season, what Steve Kerr has been good at is making adjustments for the playoffs. College basketball. Championship week is here. A lot of the conference tournaments start next week. The Big Ten starts Wednesday next week. Next week would be March 13th. Michigan versus Michigan State. The last game of the season for the Big Ten Championship. Northwestern plays Purdue in their senior day. Purdue needs to win to get a share of the Big Ten title. Duke, North Carolina. Duke get a rematch in North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, Zion Williamson. Um, sources say that he's probably not going to play. I think Coach K might bring him back during the ACC tournament. Um, he's definitely going to bring him back during the NCAA tournament. I wouldn't be surprised if Zion played against North Carolina. Cassius Winston and hands down the Big Ten player of the year. With Ward going down, with Langford going down, Cassius Winston elevated his game and elevated his team. And they're competing in the Big Ten title. Now Ward is suspected to be back for the Big Ten tournament. His broken hand is healed. But Langford is done for the season. John Morant has got Murray State to their conference championship game. They will be facing Belmont, who also has a, a NBA prospect on their team. Belmont versus Murray State. The winner goes to the NCAA tournament. Let's talk some Chicago high school basketball. I'm in the Capital League Hall of Fame. And my alma mater, Gordon Tech High School, the Gordon Tech Rams, which is now called DePaul College Prep, DePaul uh, bought my high school and they changed the name from Gordon Tech to DePaul College Prep. Well, the Rams will be heading downstate competing in the Final Four in Peoria. In Peoria. The Rams were to face the winner of North Lundell and Farragut. With 56 seconds, a player from North Lundell fouled a player from Farragut extremely hard. 
a fight broke out on the court. And that fight also broke out in the stands between North Lundell High School and Farragut High School. Security cleared the gymnasium. Both teams went into their locker room. The Illinois High School Sports Association ruled that neither North Lundell nor Farragut will have a chance to compete against the Paul Prep Rams to go downstate. They double forfeited, which allows the Paul Prep the opportunity to go represent the Chicago Catholic League in Peoria in the Final Four. Some people don't think it's fair. Some people think that justice was served in the sense of you can't have teams fighting and representing high school sports in an unsportsmanlike uh, in an unsportsmanlike way. Curie High School faced Whitney Young. Another controversial conversation. Curie Whitney Young has been elite all year. And people feel that those two teams shouldn't have met up in the sectional final game. That two teams that good probably should have met downstate. However, Curie played with Neon at Proviso West High School, one of the best Christmas tournaments in the country for high school boys basketball. Whitney Young played extremely well. But Curie all year, they're the number one team in the state. They're one of the top 10 teams in the nation. They have the player of the year in Dewan Gordon. Curie pulled it out at the end and Curie will be going to Northwestern to face Simeon. Simeon in their sectional finals um, won at the buzzer. The controversy over these powerhouse city teams that they are elites all year and they are the number one seed. And people feel that Illinois State High School Sports Association isn't rewarding these teams and more so trying to reward schools that aren't as good to get downstate and and to experience the uh, state tournament, allowing them to have easier roads than the team that all year have been maintaining elite prowess in high school basketball. We're 
having this conversation a lot with the NCAA as well. Where teams who play tougher schedules in the tougher conference seems to, when when they pair up in a tournament, they're playing in tougher regions than other teams. I don't have a right answer for that. I don't I don't know what the you know what the fix is for that. I do know, however, a Whitney Young and a and a Curie, two of the top three teams in the state, probably shouldn't have met in the sectional final game. Because if you put Whitney Young high school it may be another bracket to reach the state championship or to reach downstate. I'm sure Whitney Young would have won every game. And maybe they face Curie in a Final Four. Instead of Curie, Whitney Young, and now Simeon having to all beat up on each other and only one of those teams go downstate. And maybe, you know, if Curie wins and beat, and beat Simeon at Northwestern, maybe the only team they have to play against is Bell, Bellevue or, or one of those schools down there. Maybe a team that came out of the one of those sub-suburban regions or sub, uh, suburban regions that got an opportunity to duck a Whitney Young, a Simeon, or uh, a, a school of, uh, of that um, basketball magnitude maybe they wouldn't have came out of that region so I understand the the arguments that a lot of people especially those that are basketball aficionados of high school sports here in Chicago or here in Illinois that have a problem with that In 3A basketball, or defeated Leo, or Leo had a great season. And I watched Leo play against uh, the DePaul Prep Rams, and it was a great game. Leo has a wonderful team. Um, they have a great coach. Um, they lost to Orr. Orr is a great team. Orr started their competition downstate they beat Corliss in a final four of the 3A state tournament and Orr will compete for the state championship today Corliss high school also a public school had a better team last year Corliss had a better team last year and Corliss will be, um, they didn't make it uh, downstate last year, but this year with a team that's not as talented, they made it down and, and they're, they've, uh, they they faced a, a, a very, very good or high school basketball team and um, or ended up winning 83 to 55. So Corliss will get opportunity to play for third place. 
in the 3A state championships. Bogan High School won their sectional. Bogan has a big man that is unreal. And Chicago probably haven't seen a big man this dominant, this aggressive in a long time. You know, people say probably since Jaleel Okafor. But I watched this kid play. He reminds me of NBA first-round pick to the Dallas Mavericks, Leon Smith. For people who seen Bogan play, they compare they compare him to uh, Harold for the LA, the Los Angeles Clippers, because he's you know just that aggressive and powerful. So I've enjoyed watching high school basketball this year. And high school basketball is back. Providence St. Mel will compete for this the state championship game. Providence St. Mel is in 2A. In the, in the 2A state uh, tournament. And um, I got another Catholic school that has a lot of talent. Um, I watched them too against DePaul Prep and DePaul Prep uh, also, like they've defeated Leo, they defeated Providence St. Mel. Um, but, you know, these all these teams have made it downstate in their respective classes. And to see the, to see the basketball talent this year for Chicago and and for Illinois as a whole, as a whole, it's been refreshing to watch because the last five years I've been disappointed, needless to say, with the level of skill, competition, and just basketball that is being played in Chicago. And I say that because I come from a time in high school basketball when you had every team, you had at least three legit Division I basketball players on the team. And Chicago basketball, Illinois basketball was so, so elite that we not only had high major players, we had pros. We had pros that were in high school. So just to see that improvement this 2018-19 season, I've been really happy. Let's talk some football. 
Will the NFL news? The draft is around the corner. The NFL combine happened in Indianapolis. Kyler Murray measured at 5'10". Arizona Cardinals has the first pick. They're trading their last year uh, 10 pick who, who, they, who they got at quarterback to get Murray as their number one pick and their new franchise quarterback. Dwayne Haskins, people say he's still the more attractive quarterback coming up this year's draft. He has the sides, he has the arm, the pocket presence. People are saying that the New York Giants is more than likely going to be the spot for Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. Bosa, the defensive end who got injured early and just shut it down for the remainder of the season, is expected to go number two out of Ohio State in the drafts. So with a lot of the players making their last push, a lot of the players giving NFL scouts, agents, general managers, one last eye test before it's time to make the decision in April. It's been really interesting to hear how people are putting themselves in good positions. But the main talk of the NFL draft coming up is Murray being the number one overall pick selected. Will he be Russell Wilson? Will he be Drew Brees? We shall see. The NFL is changing to a scoring league. And a lot of former NFL players, a lot of former, uh, a lot of NFL analysts, excuse me, feel that the traditional way of football works. That all the gimmicks and trying to score 100 points in a game is smokescreen. Kyler Murray's 5'11". The Super Bowl had Tom Brady 6'5 and Jerry Goff 6'5. Can Murray be another Drew Brees? Can Murray be another Russell Wilson? Can Murray have the same success as Baker Mayfield? Also in NFL news, Antonio Brown, um, his trade request is coming through. It seems like uh, the Raiders might be the landing spot for him. 
Antonio Brown um, relationship with Ben Roethlisberger uh, didn't didn't go so well, and so now the Pittsburgh Steelers have lost Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Le'Veon Bell is looking right now as if the New York Jets might be his landing spot. Le'Veon Bell, you know, the money has been the motive for him, and it looks like New York has a lot of it to give him. So the New York, New, the state of New York is going to have Saquon Barkley with the Giants and Le'Veon Bell. Two Big Ten running backs, two great running backs in the same state. As always, keep love in your heart. Keep a positive energy and vibe about you. Never forget those who play a role in your life to help you with success. Always be humble. Keep humility in your heart. Remember that it's always room for improvement. And the day you don't feel that you can get better, it's the day you're not living your life to the fullest. And as always, whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability. This is Locker Room Talk with Jatim Young. I'm your host. I'm your boy, Jatim Young. Chicago's finest, Mr. Wildcat, Mr. Northwestern, Hall of Fame, Westside Great. Where we bring the conversations the athletes have in the locker room to the podcast. See you next time. God bless. Peace.